This is Graphically Novel, a podcast by three brothers who like each other but love comic books. I'm Jamie. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And we are the Brothers Fugit. And on this episode, yeah, it happens. Um, (laughs) (laughs) About once a year. (laughs) Only on holidays. (laughs) It is a special occasion. Um, On this episode, we're going to be reviewing The Long Halloween uh, but only part one. We broke it in half. Uh, we're doing a Halloween extravaganza. And also, jo- you know, Josh, you know, he's got time constraints or he reads slowly. We're not sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like to look at the pictures, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but we, we're doing the first seven issues. And so I, I, th- I felt like a, once I'd reread it to that point or, you know, re-experience the story i heard this first in audio drama so um I, I hadn't seen the pretty pictures josh um but i felt i felt like we picked a I, we accidentally landed on the right spot to break it in half and so it's a natural break yeah and so there's not a, there's not a big defense to the pick nobody has to justify it. it's just it's halloween and for my money this is one of the best halloween stories in you know comic form so and it's batman and it's <clears throat> batman and I just found out today that I get to experience the mystery all anew because the audio drama I listened to had a different killer. Yep. And so uh, I get to experience this with Sam. I mean, with Josh, not with Sam. Sam's rereading this thing. I'm uh, getting a whole new story. Um, but uh, nobody cares about that. Um, so it's time <laughs> for <laughs> not even my co-host. So a couple of white stairs looking at me. <laughs> Just let me go, man. I, I'm, well, glad was, you, I'm glad you're getting to experience it, a new, a new it was It's exciting for me because I thought really? I was just, you know, like, I, I, I was kind of looking through, okay, how did this person do this thing? I'm like, oh, and now I'm, it's like a, whole, a whole brand new world I'm experiencing. I almost spoiled but I'm glad I didn't for you. All right. Anyway, it's time for the live action Batman grades. And uh, scores from best to worst are Bell, Affleck, Keaton West, Kilmer, and poor George Clooney. Um, and I got to go first, and I'm not even going to play. This is a bail. Um, I loved it. I love this story. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Tim Sale's art. Um, we've got a section for that. We'll get into it. Um, but I love the mystery. It's really well done. I, I, if, if you like mystery stories and you don't like superheroes, you would still enjoy this. It's just a good mystery story. Um, and it's just, it's been fun to revisit. It's even more fun now that I don't know who the killer is. So. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So bail. Bail for me. No hesitation. Sam, what's your grade? All right. So I was back and forth on it and I'm still going to go with, no, nope, almost Jamie. It's a bail. I was on, I was back and forth between the Affleck and the bail. Cause I don't think where we broke it at is really a bail, but the whole story I would give. But I'm going to bail. That's a lot of rambling for bails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I was riding the fence too, Sam, and I went Affleck, like a, a Affleck plus, like almost into the Bell territory. Uh, there's there, you talked about the art, Jamie. I'm, I'm kind of in that same camp with you. There was some stuff going on, and then uh, there's a couple other little things. Uh, still really fun to read. I'm really looking forward to the last six, but solid, solid Affleck plus. All right. Okay, we'll get into it uh, shortly. But uh, first, we're going to give the uh, creator credits, and the writer is Jeff Loeb. Artist is Tim Sale. Colors, Gregory Wright. Letters, Richard Starkings and Comacraft. And uh, they only did the one credit, unlike the when Richard Starkings did the Black Panther issue we covered, when it was a <laughs> – they put his name in a, in a different way for every issue. 
Um, it was yeah. R.S. Rich S. Richard Starkings. <laughs> it was Comic Craft. Richard Starkings. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a pain in the dick to do the creative credits on that. Um, but uh, so those are those are really good grades. It's a very high recommendation. And come on, it's Halloween. I mean, you're you're watching Halloween movies. You're watching Halloween scary stuff on TV. Just dip into the long Halloween. It's a great story. It's a great story. All right. Well, that's all you get before the spoilers begin. So here's the klaxon, and you've been warned. All right. Now it's time for the bite size breakdown. All right, I'm first out of the gates, and um, we were chasing at the beginning. Sam told us we were doing it wrong, and so you were, yeah. Um, so I've got chapter one titled "Crime," but it happens on the first Halloween. All right, here we go. And I just want to say this is going to be a long breakdown. It's because this thing was like 60 pages long for the first issue, so it's not just <laughs> it's not just me going too far okay yeah i, I got your back you. on that because i read that and then i was like did i miss am i in chapter two already like i had to go back and i was like oh maybe there's not any chapter breaks then i started looking for a chapter break but no it's just a really long first issue so i was i, see, I thought there weren't chapter breaks until i hit chapter two i was like oh <laughs> yep <laughs> me too and i gave myself that one anyways here we go the story opens at a wedding in the falcone crime family but really, we're getting ever in position for the story. Harvey Dent gets beat up for being a good DA. Gordon gives him a hard time for not being smarter. Batman and Catwoman both break into a safe at Falcone's. They fight slash flirt and escape from the goons who catch them in the act. The bat signal comes on and Batman, Dent, and Gordon agree to team up and bend the rules to take down Falcone. There are bank shenanigans and then Holiday makes the first hit. Johnny Vitti is murdered in his own bathtub. Then on a tip from Catwoman, Dent and Batman burn millions of Falcons stashed money. Then Dent's house goes kablooey. Kablooey. It did, too. All right, so issue two is Thanksgiving. Harvey Dent is dead. The Irish are arrested and confess to killing Dent. Batman gets into a fight with Solomon Grundy in the sewers when he was catching the killers of Dent. Harvey is alive and undercover as one of the Irish to find out who put the Irish up to kill him. But with... Both Harvey alive, they let the Irish go. Harvey spends Thanksgiving in the hospital with his wife. Gordon goes home late and misses dinner with his family. Batman feeds Solomon. Holiday strikes again and kills the Irish gang. All right. Chapter three is Christmas. All right. So it's Christmas and there's a new Grinch in town. Joker has entered the fray. Batman goes to Arkham and consults with Calendar Man but doesn't get much help. Joker visits Maroney and plies him for info about the holiday killer and then goes to Harvey Dent's house to give him some friendly advice. On his final visit of the night, Joker tells the Roman to find the holiday killer or he will kill everyone in Gotham until he finds Holiday himself. Holiday then strikes and kills the Roman's personal bodyguard. Chapter 4, New Year's Eve, the second December killing. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Midnight. <laughs> We're skipping January. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Batman and the Joker fight on an airplane. The usual occurs. Holiday takes out Albert, Alberto Falcone on a yacht. Dent finally goes home for working too late and finds that Gilda has arranged a small New Year's Eve party. In the kitchen, Dent informs Gordon that they're going to have to look into Bruce Wayne. All right. 
So issue five is Valentine's Day. Gordon didn't go to Wayne Manor to talk to Bruce, but he isn't home. Batman confronts Roman at the cemetery, but Catwoman interferes and they fight instead. Bruce and Selena go on a date and she buys him a rose and it cuts his finger. Holiday strikes again and kills. Was it Maroney's man? It was Maroney's man this time, right? No, I think it's Falcon's man the whole time, isn't it? Was it? I, okay. I think I so. I, I, I just take guess myself because I was reading my notes and I wrote down Maroney's man for some reason. All right, so back up. Sorry. Holly strikes again and kills Falcone's men. That's something we should have discussed before we start the show. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm happy how the way it worked out. He, he's going to edit it out. It's okay, Sam. No, he's not. He never does. Anyhow. <clears throat> From the top. Holly strikes again and kills Falcone's men this time. Bruce takes his flower and meets Poison Ivy. He is now under her spell. I told All you. Right. So, <laughs> chapter six. St. Patrick's Day. The Roman gets his daughter Sophia released from jail to help the family. Bruce is lost in a green brain fog induced by poison ivy and agrees to let the bank do business with the Roman. Catwoman realizes something's wrong with Bruce and kicks Ivy out. Sophia arrives at Moroni's headquarters to execute a hit, only to find that Holiday has beat her to the punch. Chapter 7, April Fool's Day. Riddler and Batman spend the issue playing out various theories about who Holiday really is. Batman thinks it's Harvey Dent, and Riddler thinks it's Falcone himself. Then Holiday doesn't kill the Riddler since it's April Fool's Day, and that's when a killer doesn't kill. Yep. And I went back to my thing here, and I do think it is Maroni's men he killed at the bar. <laughs> it's a bunch of big Italian dudes. It's fine. It's, I know. They're for the same gang. Well, yeah. the, through the whole seven issues, they keep talking about how it's only affecting Falcone's men and not Maroni. So. Yeah, and then I think that one time, oh, we're already jumping into the story, but I think that one time it was, <laughs> is because uh, cause that, that wasn't Falcone in there. He was screaming, this is war, because like, he thought Falcone was uh, retaliating on him because he thought it was Maroni doing it. Okay, I could, maybe. I could Anyhow, could it's Falcone right. Maroni's men. My breakdown. All right. Going back to it. All right. Captain Nitpick, let's uh let's get into the graphically novel pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> and these are the three elements we believe are necessary for a graphic novel to be a good graphic novel. We need a good story, we need quality art, we need some memorable characters. And on story, I'm going first. And I one of the things I like best about this story, um, in any way it's told. And I'm, I'm hoping this is the angle they're going for the new uh, Pattinson Batman movie. I'm hoping that's a long Halloween type story. Yeah. Um, but I, I like when Batman is a detective. Um, I, I like when they lean into the whole world's greatest detective part of his character. Um, and this story does it really well. Um, I, and I like when they lean into the to the noir stuff when he's not just fighting, you know, colorful, you know, super. When he's when he's dealing with the mob, and he's fighting with the Roman or Maroni or whoever these you know people are. I, I really enjoy that. It basically, if the story has a bunch of dudes wearing fedoras in it, I'm having a good time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and there's fedoras everywhere in this thing, um, and, I, and I like the whole good cop fighting the crooked system, and they're fighting the mob, and they're all getting together and solving mysteries, like the team up of the detectives and Batman. I, I, I like that setup to a Batman story, and this is, I mean, one of the best. And, and I agree 100. That's that's one of my favorite parts of the whole pyramid is the story, and that's what always drawn me to this is the story, with its twists and turns, and leaves you on a cliffhanger. It's always what's going to happen next? You know, it's, it, they keep that rolling the whole time with it. And, you, and you're always thinking like, well, who's the killer 
and they, I think they give you false information to make you think one way, then the next issue they, they change it up on you. So it's it's always keeping you guessing. And I really enjoy how they do that for the story. And plus you get a different villain every issue. Like, like a big player. Other than the Jokers too. I get back. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to point out. I, I like the layout, how they're doing each issue is this different holiday and there's a different killing going on. But to coincide with that, they bring in a different villain pretty much every time. Uh, and I think it's an interesting way to show the world that, you know, Batman's world and all the villains he fights, but without it having it distract from the story. I think if we went in and had Joker be the main bad guy and have Batman and Joker fighting through that issue, I think we would have lost the holiday storyline. So I think the way they brought the villains in added to the story without detracting from the main holiday storyline. Yeah. So I thought they'd done that really good. Yeah, and it, it's 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 not quite so much suspenseful. It's definitely intriguing, uh, and there's a lot of mystery to it, and uh, I'm really digging it. I, I didn't want to stop at the seventh issue. I, <laughs> I wanted to just power through it, but I thought it would be better just to, to, to read as we go through. Uh, yeah, and, and stick with the whole idea of it. Of the, of the the mystery angle it's like this is just a good murder mystery if there if there weren't you know capes and tights i mean this would this would just still just be a good mystery i mean mm-hmm. book um and I, I like how they've got it paced out too like we've got drips and drabs there's new clues each issue we've tied up a few things that maybe we're, we realize now we're red herrings but we we but it's not all you know a dump but then some boring stuff it's just paced out really well and but there's there's always something happening there's not there's no like I never got bored. There was no like boring stretches, um, but there's still time for Batman to brood, and there's time for theorizing. Um, there's time for people to stand and argue, and you know Harvey Dent's kitchen. I mean, there's time for all this stuff, but it never gets boring. Like everything is paced mm-hmm. out really well. And, and that's what I was going to add too. Is it's it's not your average Batman smashing the bad guys comic. This is actually a detective story. You've already said that before, but it's it's not all about the fight and all that stuff. It's, it makes you want to think in the detective side. I really enjoy that. I thought it was nice too, how they had um, like some of the, uh, some of the villains had really small moments mm-hmm. like the, like calendar man. We just kind of consulted with him for a minute. Um, and we had that, this little couple of, what, couple of pages with Solomon Grundy. I mean, that, mm-hmm. was, that was a pretty fun way to, to do that. Um, so I just, I like the way they're, I mean, not just like the big scenes with like Joker and poison Ivy and Catwoman, but like those little small moments are pretty fun too. Yep. Nothing but high praise. Yep. No, I, I think the story might have been the strongest part of this. It is. It's, yeah, it's definitely the, for me, it was the best part of this thing so far. I've got the, I, I think all three parts are, are strong. Um, I've got the fewest nitpicks on the story section, though. So if, that, if that's how you're going to grade it out this week, then yeah, I would, I would agree. That's the strongest. Anyway, uh, art is next. Uh, Sam, why don't you lead us off on art? In my favorite category, I got to go first. Love it. <laughs> but in all seriousness you know that's why i was asking earlier but anyway so for the mid-90s art this is really good art i think it's smooth i like the way batman's drawn most of the time there, there's sometimes like he doesn't have a nose or little odds quirky you know quirky stuff here and there but overall like I like the bat suit like the Catwoman suit all the bad guys are unique you know harvey dent and all them have their own own looks and the color is good i'm like i really don't have too much bad to say about it just a few little odds and ends, like missing nose or just odd stuff. And then all the pages that are black and white, you didn't get eye twinges from that? But on those black and white pages, they had at least one thing with color in it. And that, that does draw my eye to it. That makes me like it. 
Yeah. What? I, we dropped the scale and rescued it. That's it. all it needs. <laughs> it, it draws your eye to it. So like it's it's all black and white, but they want you to focus on the thing that's in color. That, that, that's what I like about it. Yeah, I think it was a good mixture to add, to add those black and white pages in. I think it was cool. It sets you up. You know, holidays in action. Something's going on. It really, I don't know. It kind of it gives it like it almost changes the perspective. Instead of watching the holiday killer, it's like it's almost a flashback or it's some kind of. I don't know how to describe what I'm saying here, but it's it it's a different kind of context with the black and white. Uh, mm. well, it's always holiday scenes. I mean, yeah, yeah. no, it, it definitely is. So I said they're yeah. pulling you out of the main story to say, okay, this is holiday doing stuff. I mean, it, it's black and white. He's doing it at night. It's shady. It's a mystery. We don't know what's going on. And I think it just kind of sets the mood for the holiday stuff. Uh, well, I think I think so. This was to look like crime scene photographs too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That, yeah, I, I hadn't really thought about that too much. That's a good point. Yeah. That you was like made a, a good point. Yeah, because that was like hold a on, full, let me get my calendar out. Let me mark it down. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like a full page of of the scene, and there was always like like I said, one thing of color in it, and it, like I said, it's a crime scene photo, and that, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I thought. Uh, also, I thought Batman looked really cool too. I liked his cowl. I liked the the pointier ears. I kind of like mm-hmm. that. Uh, I had a grab and. I hate to even gripe about it because it looked really awesome, but sometime his cape looked super mm. tattered at the end, uh, like when he was fluttering around, like it had been torn and shredded, and it looked really cool that way. But then other times when he was standing, it just was his normal smooth-edged cape. I didn't like that inconsistency, <laughs> but I thought it looked really cool having that uh, tattered cape. And uh, I thought the Joker was really good too. I really enjoyed the Joker. With his too many teeth. Uh, I know it doesn't really match the rest of the story, but it was fun. Oh, that, that's nothing I have in my notes too. Is it, the the two issues with the Joker in it? The the color seemed brighter. The uh, just everything seemed smoother as a whole. It wouldn't the like didn't fit the other rest of the story because it was more like you said noir or whatever. It's more grimy, and this was real smooth with Joker in it. I guess because it was Christmas, too. All right, I'm going to be the party pooper a little bit here. Um, this, this is where I had my most nitpicks. I'm glad you went um, Tim Tim Sell is a good artist, but the, he's got little things he does that annoy me. Um, Josh is talking about how he likes the, the, the pointier ears. I do I do like when the ears have a little bit of point to them. But, man, sometimes he veers into that crazy 80s, they're way too tall thing. Um, and I, I don't I don't like when the ears get out of control. Um, and, they, and they do a few times here, and I just – kind of cringe every time I see him. Um, it just makes him look silly. Um, I, don't th- I don't think Batman should ever look silly. Um, and I, I hate the way Sale draws the cape. I mean, every second he's drawing the cape. I mean, I, I like I like when, I think there's like one issue where it gets torn off or something. Like I was, ha- it was the happiest. Yeah. Like, I'd rather it not be there. No way Tim Sale draws it. And I think the faces look weird sometimes. They do. They're kind of squatty. Especially Selena Kyle. She... I did I not like the, the way she looked. I thought she had the best face in the bunch. I, oh, I really? Did, yeah, I, I thought, thought she had women's faces better looking. than the men's faces. Yeah, Denton, Har- uh, 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 Harvey, and uh, Gordon had some weird squishy faces. Yeah. Um, but I, but, I, I, he, but he's, he's so good at setting the mood for the story. Mm-hmm. And, and there's this consistent, really cool, noir, you know, grimy, gritty vibe that he just maintains for through every single page. I love that. I think the action art is really good. Um, except for the one panel looks like he's the max or something. Um, yeah. Know, the max from the night. There's like one panel where he looks like he's doing like the max squat thing. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't like, I, I was like, I kind of, you know, didn't like that. Um, but that, but the action's good. It's exciting. Um, 
the the color work is really good. The color work does a lot of the work for helping um, convey the feel of the story. Um, but like I said, I've just got those little little ticks that Tim Sale does with mm. the way he draws Batman that just yeah, you know, give me my OCD ticks or something. I yeah. don't. <laughs> I guess it's because it's Batman. I don't mind it so much. <laughs> uh, we've got a fourth host. Um, all right, uh, Josh, you're first on characters. Why don't you leave us off? All right. Uh, it's just like you said, Jamie, earlier, all three sections are strong. I would say this might be the weakest one for me. Uh, just everybody's got their normal characterizations. I mean, Batman feels like Batman, maybe a little more on the detective side. The Joker's doing Joker stuff. I mean, Gordon's being the good cop in a bad police department. Like, they're all kind of doing the same, and there's not a whole lot that's going on. Uh, really seems like it's more about the mystery and the story than the characters. Uh, so I, I didn't think there was a whole lot going on with the characters for me. It was more more the story. <laughs> so like you're describing a Rolling Stones tour. They're, they're just playing the hits, guys. That's <laughs> that's basically what it is. I, mean, uh, I will say, it, I think the last encounter we had with the Joker was the Azarulo Joker run. I much prefer this Joker. <laughs> this is the right amount yeah. of crazy for the Joker. Like I think this kind of he's hitting hitting where he needs to be. You know I, I, I guess I, I didn't like the Joker art either. Um, but I really, I mean, like you're right. I mean, they are just kind of playing the hits. I mean, Gordon's the good cop in a dirty town, and you know what? Wasn't going to have to stoop to, to, you know, for there to be justice or all that kind of jazz. You know, and, and Dent's this frustrated DA who wants to uphold the law, but even the DA's office is dirty. You know, so they're going to bend the rules. I mean, I, I get it. They're playing the hits, but I, I enjoyed the hits. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I, I wouldn't say that in a negative light. Because I love those characters, and we all know them, we're all familiar with them, and it felt like you know, picking up an old book you've read a couple times. You just you slide right into that world, and and I thought that was good. I just they weren't doing a lot of heavy lifting with uh, with the character department. Um, uh, there there are there are two dynamics that I think they did really well, and that, that that don't always get done as well in Batman stories. I feel like the Catwoman Batman Batman um, relationship was really well done. Um, their 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 playfulness the. Uh, just just the, the whole dynamic, I thought, was really interesting, well played. Uh, I thought the family dynamics don't always get super emphasized. I mean, so it's the the stuff with the Dents and the Gordons, all the, you know, the weird dynamic that is Wayne Manor. Um, even the mob families were, were really interesting. So I thought the, the really the, em- the emphasis on the family dynamics in the story was, was really well done and was really interesting. And they really hit the family. I think they hit the family dynamic really hard in this one, more than anything that they normally do for Batman. I mean, it, it's always got something to do with it because that's what makes him Batman because he lost his family. So there's family always a little bit in it. But and I, I like these characters. Like like you said, it's the hits and all that stuff. But I like the, like you said, the Catwoman, Batman, Selena Kyle, and Bruce Wayne, the way they all interacted was really good. I was surprised. I kind of rooted for the, the Falcon mob guy for a little bit. You know, I liked his <laughs> character, you know. All this bad stuff was happening to him, like his all his money got burnt, and all his his son, I guess his pride and joy, murdered, and uh, he's he's trying to find out who done it, and he he's almost the same as Batman trying to figure out who was doing all these murders. And I like that twist too on it. I mean, it's not a bad thing to play the hits. I mean, if you go yeah. to a if you go to Stone's show, you want to hear Satisfaction. They better play yeah. it. Yeah. If you go to see Metallica, they better play Sandman. I mean, there's things that they've got to play. So I mean, yeah, and. Great, I mean, 
I was going to say, obviously, everybody likes these characters because they've been around for creeping up on like 80, 90 years now. <laughs> I mean, is it, is it even a Batman story if there's not at least a couple of pages where Gordon's on the roof of the police department in front of the bat signal and Batman disappears at the end of the conversation? <laughs> is it really a Batman story if that doesn't happen? No, I think it's a right. requirement at this point. Yeah. All right. Anything else on the pyramid? No. Oh, it's good. Yep. <laughs> good good, good first saving issues, yeah. It was goodly. Um, all right, you want to give us some awards? Let's, Let's do, it. do it. Jinx. 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 Double jinx. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Yes. All right, so uh, first is best cover, and I'm going to go with page nine, cover one, because it's the best. I don't, it is I, a very good one. Yeah, I, I like I like the way the pumpkin looks and the cat looks creepy. I I, I hate cats. I still think this cat looks creepy, and I can't They're believe really I'm nice. picking the cover that has a cat on it. But yeah, yeah it just it looks really. It look, I mean, it just kind of screams Halloween. Um, mm. So black cat, you know, big creepy looking pumpkin. It's Halloween. I mean, now that you say that, I think that's the right answer. That's a good one. So I have a different answer. Okay, I think your answer is right now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's page 101. It's the chapter four. It's New Year's Eve, and it's Batman and Joker with the wines clinking together. It just, it, it's them. It really just, it's, it's their they're all, relationship. They're all good. Yeah, yeah they're, they're all, all good. good yeah, that, that, that was my runner-up, Sam. That was a really good one. I, I debated that one for a little while, too. But I went with chapter three, page 78. It's the Joker sitting on his Christmas chair. Yeah, that was my runner-up. I just don't like this version of the Joker. I know you said you didn't like it, but I don't. In, in typical fashion for me, I found something kind of off the wall in a comic, and I just latched onto it. And the Joker was it for me. I think he stole the show on this thing. <laughs> he done really good. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, best character, Sam. Who you got? I mean, Batman. I am. I don't even defend it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's Batman. All right. All right. Okay. That's that's probably a right answer. I think there's more than one right answer this week. Uh, I went with Harvey Dent. I like seeing his struggle and and the is he holiday or is he not kind of deal. And you see him kind of throwing out attributes that would make you lean. Yes, it's him, and no, it's not him. I thought there was a lot going on with Dent. Uh, so that's that's who I had. Joker was runner up, Jamie. Just so you know, that was my that was my other answer. I figured it would be. Uh, well, I, went, I went with Harvey Dent too. And whenever you've got for and this is just a, a me thing, I'm fascinated by pre Two Face Harvey Dent. Um, because he's such a, a man of integrity, and his relationship with Gilda here is interesting. But um, and I love that he that he's a, he's not just this intellectual guy that when he finds the Joker in his house, he doesn't like try to go for a gun or call the police. He just jumps him. Um, mm. I love that he's that kind of guy. Um, but I, I always like, like I said, the pre, the pre two face Harvey. I'm always kind of like looking for the seeds of madness. Um, mm. the, the edge he always has, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's I, I always am fascinated by, by pre two face Harvey Dent. And I, I felt this is the funnier Dent than we usually get. So I, mm. I enjoyed that part too. It is a good Harvey Dent. Yeah. Even with this squashed up face. Um, Josh, what was your best panel? 
All right. So if you're still on page 78 from my best cover, you're going to go one page over to 79, and it's the Joker <laughs> sitting on a chair <laughs> reading this newspaper. Uh, it's just the way he's sitting with his, you know, pointy knees poking up and his elbows and stuff. I don't know. He just and his bowl even shirts. looking at the back of him while he's reading the paper, he looks unhinged. I don't know. I thought they really captured his lunatic side in this. That's actually a really good one because, I mean, he's reading the newspaper and got all the holiday killer stuff in it. I, I like it when the Joker's more menacing, and I don't find this version of the Joker all that menacing. He's just he's just crazy. You know, he's just yeah. unhinged. He's not scary, and you know, like oh, other versions of the Joker. But yeah. anyway, Pretty scary. I don't know. Uh, the right answer is on page 33. It's panel one. I didn't go the full page this time, Sam. Your page should be proud oh, of me. Oh, man. Um, and it's, it's Batman posing in front of the bat signal. And it just That's looks awesome. It's like it should be a poster. Full and those page. are the borderline too tall uh, ears on his. It, it's borderline there. Now, no, the right bottom there. half of that page has them when they're too tall. Yeah. It, it does. The side view of that is weird looking. Yeah. Well, they're about four inches added to them on the bottom of the page on the top but it just looks awesome it looks like you know like teenage jamie would want to put that like in the back window of his you know truck or something no oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> teenage jamie you mean you're gonna go hunting for this thing <laughs> put in your car now i don't have a truck i can't put it in it <laughs> same what was your best panel anyhow so i went with one that's a little different than what both of y'all picked so and, you're wrong no it means y'all are wrong and it's a classic kind of Batman Catwoman thing going on. It's page 164, panel three. And it's Batman standing in front of the the whatever the bat light and Catwoman's on top of it. The bat signal. Yeah. yeah, I'm not crazy about those catwoman ears either. Those are a little no. a little much. Yeah, those are a little much, but I like I like the it's it's a good panel though. It's a good panel. She almost looks like Jerry from Tom and Jerry there with her ears. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't have thought that, that was but okay. the look she was going for. Yeah, <laughs> is anybody else seeing that, or is it just me? <laughs> I think, I think she was going for more sultry than Saturday morning cartoon or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, Sam, I agree with you. Uh, despite the Jerry <laughs> comparison, yeah. it's a great panel. I like that panel. Uh, all right. Uh, best dialogue. Um, this is tough. I've got. I had a two-way tie, and I have to go first. I'm going to decide you go on first? the fly. No, I've. I've. I kind of had them ranked. Um, oh, I see. So I'm, hoping, I'm hoping somebody else has my. Um, <laughs> it's on page 121, and it's not. And it's not because that the cape is missing. I don't have to put up with Tim Sale's weird cape art. Um, but it's the it's the dialogue on that page. It's sort of the Batman's inner monologue, which says the New Year. One where the promise I made to my parents, the promise to rid this city of the evil that took their lives, might finally be within reach. I just love that that's still what drives him. It's still at the front of his mind. It's all. It's always there. Yeah. That's a good one. I like it. So, I mean, I don't want to say. It's Batman. I'm just looking at the Joker. I, I can't believe Josh likes the way this Joker's drawn. <laughs> Maybe not necessarily that panel. <laughs> Uh, there may have been a couple that weren't great, but I don't know. I like. I There's think it reminded me of the uh, Batman animated series. He had that kind of vibe sometimes with the yeah. with the pointy chin and the elongated teeth and stuff. 
when I when I heard him talking, I kept hearing uh, when I was reading, I kept hearing Mark Hamill talk. Yep, a hundred percent. Now, I, now I see. I think I think Batman animated series Joker is menacing. I, I think I think that during this time period, they just go so far into the silly that it stops being scary. And, and and this one, this version, this even this portrayal of the Joker in this story kind of veers into that. And I just I just can't take him seriously at all. Anyway, yeah. Sam, I'll stop beating up on the Joker. That's Batman's job. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, so for dialogue, I went with page 50 to 51. And this is when Harvey and Batman first go to where Falcone's been stashing his money. So, and it goes... Uh, oh boy, you know, if we were two other guys in a room full of untraceable cash, we're not. Yeah, but I was just thinking how easy. Don't. And then this is okay then. We've been trying to hurt Falcone. Human life means nothing to him, but this, this is going to be a Halloween he isn't going to forget. And there's a big explosion, fire everywhere, and they go, think we use enough gasoline? <laughs> They're bats. Just like that. That was my side. My side yeah. went so yeah. It was yeah. really good. It was fun. And I think we see a little bit of Two-Face sort of poking out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, you know, if we were anybody else. <laughs> yeah. I'd have pocket pulls this walking out <laughs> before we burn it. Got a coin. We can decide whether to take this money or not. Anyway, Josh, what was your uh, best dialogue? All right. Got an idea of what character said it? Joker. <laughs> the Joker. I did. I leaned into it because I knew this was going to bother somebody, so I just leaned into it real hard. I did my first four awards are all Joker. Uh, it starts on page 81. It's when he starts reciting the Grinch as he's robbing that house. I don't know why, but that just it hit me as funny because he's, you know, he's doing all the Grinch just, stuff. Really I thought did. it was fun. Yeah. No, no, no real reason. I just thought it was fun. Okay. That's fine. All right. Our first episode-specific award is the best holiday hit uh sam what was your best holiday hit see i really struggle with this one i don't know if i had a, a best hit but the one I, I think had the most meaning behind it was when the irish gang that was murdered it was on thanksgiving i didn't write down what page it was like a dummy it was in issue two so when the irish gang was a murder because they just got released from jail for supposedly murdering uh dent and they're out there celebrating, so it makes you think, like, is it Falcone trying to silence them? Is it, who, who's, who's holiday? Is it Dent going out? I mean, so there's a lot of questions right there that won't hit. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, I'll go the Horn of Plenty looks. I mean, it's kind of, it yeah. kind of really jumps out at you. It jumps, it's also about the black panel with the one little thing with color on it. Yeah. All right, uh, Josh? That was a good one. And uh, I went with the uh, Valentine's Day uh, kill not because it had any kind of special meaning i just i thought it was a little bit overkill they uh shot what looks like a hundred bullets into that car uh starts on page 136 sorry uh but they shot that car a whole lot and then they blow it up and it wrecks the restaurant they're sitting next to and kills people <laughs> inside the restaurant too it just felt felt kind of overkill they, they really going for it on valentine's mm-hmm. day it felt like holiday was having a really bad day yeah, I don't think he got a card from anybody, or, yeah. or she got a card from anybody. Because the, the, usually it's really controlled environments. I mean, that's just mayhem. Um, well, I, yeah. I went with the, um, I think this is chapter two. It's the the hit on uh, Alberto Falcone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really interesting. Why did they get him? 
I mean, because he, he's not in the family business. He, his dad won't let him. Like, he tries to do stuff, and his dad will not let him in the family business. He's not involved. Um, why, why kill him? Um, and I love the way that you know, it's, it's snowing out over the ocean and the yacht. And I love on page 113, the way his blood is sort of slowly spreading out through the water behind in the, in the wake of the yacht. It just looks really cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, no. Last, uh, last award is best plot twist or thing you didn't see coming. Josh, what you got? All right. It's already been mentioned uh, this time, and there was a lot of options. There was this is a pretty twisty story when you go back and you start looking for it. Uh, but I went with uh, Batman and Dent going and burning Roman's money. Like I didn't. That was. <laughs> it really got me a surprise. That giant warehouse full of I don't know how many millions of dollars. Yeah, they oh, just burn it yeah. to the ground. It was. It was wild. Yeah, I, I really did not see them doing that. That was a Joker move. That was a Joker move. That's probably why I well, liked it. Well, I, I've got a tie, um, and one of them I've already mentioned is the 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 why behind Alberto Falcone getting hit. I mean, I, there's, I mean, I don't understand why he was involved, it's, unless it was just to hurt Falcone. But everything else seems like it's got a purpose, and that one I don't understand the purpose behind it. So I'm I'm intrigued to see if that plays into the the finale. But the the thing that I got a kick out of, and it was the one Joker thing that I liked, and the and his two issues. Is that, you know, because the story is really focused on this new homicidal, you know, killer and Joker being jealous. Like, no, I know I'm I'm the homicidal killer of Gotham. You know, it just and yeah. he's the his whole thing is he's been driven by like, I'm going to go kill everybody in the square because, you know, holidays probably down. There's a holiday killer. You know, if I kill everybody down there, I might get holiday. I mean, so yeah. I just <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Coming. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That's, and that's, that's good that's logical right. thinking there. from the, <laughs> psychotic and person that's my plot twist that's the actual one i picked was joker trying to stop a holiday by killing everybody <laughs> like, like, like he, he's i don't know me joker it's awesome yeah you know why why throw darts and you can throw hand grenades you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> that's what he's that's what he's doing yeah all right y'all want to cast this thing let's cast it sure all right um now we're not casting some of the obvious people in this story because we recently decided to stop recasting things over and over and over again because it was getting hard. <laughs> There's only so many times you can cast Batman. Yeah. And so we're not casting Batman whatsoever. <laughs> so we're going to cast Catwoman. I think this is probably only the fifth time we've recast her. This might be her last time we cast it. I think it's only the second time. Uh, okay. It still feels like the last time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna zag a little bit. I'm gonna go with Penelope Cruz. I just feel like she would give off the. I mean, she's the kind of person you would put in the Catwoman outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, but all, but also, I feel like that she would kind of give off the the playful vibe, but also the slightly dangerous feel you get from the Catwoman in this story. I, I think yeah. Penelope Cruz would pull that off really well. Yeah, I'm still being slim, Kyle too. Yeah. So that's so not bad. So I went with one you probably have to Google. It's uh, Jenna DeWayne. That's how you say her name. She's uh, She was married to Channing Tatum. She was in all kinds of dance movies that Ellie likes to watch. So, <laughs> but yeah, so she, she kind of she has the look. Uh, she's very athletic. I can see her be a Catwoman. Okay, Josh? 
Uh, sorry, hold on a second. I was I was looking that up, Sam. Uh, I wasn't familiar with that name. Apparently, I haven't watched those same dance movies. Uh, but uh, I forget what it's <laughs> like it. uh, I'm not happy with mine, so I'm gonna say it real quick, and then we can move right on to the next one. Uh, I got Emily Browning. <laughs> okay, what have I seen her in? Uh, Sucker Punch, uh, Lemony Snicket, or whatever with Jim Carrey. She was younger in that one. You'll know her when you see her. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure I see that one, but yeah, it's not your worst pick you've ever made. No, that's why I said I, I didn't say you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Sam, who's your detective, Gordon? Right, so I was back and forth on this one, and we've cast him a lot, actually. Yeah. But I went with uh, Brian Cranston. Give him a little different role. Wasn't he supposed to play him at some point? Uh, maybe. I really don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was just running. Didn't you cast him before, Sam? I know I, I did. I don't thought I, don't some, I, I thought did. either one of you two did and agreed with me on that it's a good episode. One. I don't know. I didn't go back and look. I'm not in the mood to fight about it or put up the effort to look it up. So it's a good one. That's good. <laughs> it's it's a good no, it's because that's instantly what I thought and I went and looked and I was like, Oh, I've already used him. <laughs> oh, you, I don't think I have. I really don't think I have. Oh yeah, you, you may I thought I thought somebody did. I could be maybe everybody just agreed with me because it was such a great answer. Yeah. It is a good answer. All right, Captain Smokeface, who's recording <laughs> this time? Oh, not a good one. Uh, somebody we all like, but I don't know if he's right for the row. Paul Giamatti. Hmm, that's a different take. That I think he would bring take. some. He would play good with the guy I've got for Harvey Dent because they have a lot of back and forth. I think he would work well with my Dent. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. It'd either be really good or it'd be really bad. Okay. Um. You may have to look this one up um, because you all weren't into weird movies in the 90s because um, you were younger than me. Um, Edward Burns. Um, in the 90s, he made a lot of indie movies. He was writing, I think, and directing them as well. Um, and then he was in Saving Private Ryan. Um, I think he was one of uh, Tom Hanks's guys. And then, uh, I mean, he's mostly famous like She's the One, The Brothers McMullen. He's, he's been in yeah, a lot of, like, he's been a lot of more mainstream yeah. movies since, but nothing really big. I just feel like That's he not would bad. Yeah, I think you'd be like a really good sort of, you know, just that quiet, stoic sort of Gordon. I feel like Edward Burns would be really good at that. I was going to say, I don't think he's old enough, though. I'm just seeing how old he was. Yeah, he's old enough. He's 52. I feel like, the, I felt like this Gordon was a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. But younger-ish. yeah, he's right in. All right. Yeah, uh, so bad. I'll take a win on that one, though. Just saying. Anyway, uh, Harvey Dent. Josh, here you go. I'm going John Hamm. I like him for Harvey Dent. I like him. I think he'd make a good Two Face if we stuck if he stuck around. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially after watching Baby Driver when he goes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, eighth at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd be a good Two Face. Um, I'm gonna go Sebastian Stan. Um, I know he's in the Marvel movies. We can let him do some DC st- stuff as well. Yeah, that's not um, bad though. Yeah, I think I think he'd be good at. It. Um, I'm picturing it with short hair. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, not, that's a really good answer. Yeah, so I, I think we all I have got really, Yeah, I think we all got really strong answers here because I'm with Jensen Ackles. I think he would be really good as as Dent and Two Face. That's what I was thinking too, and I think he would play well with my Gordon as the Brian Cranston. Those two working together. And if we're, if we're gonna go supernatural though, um, I would probably go with Padalecki because he's got crazy eyes a little bit. Yeah, but he's all he's a, like, like he's like nine foot tall though. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you can't see Pat Alecki, you're like, you know, 
I can see you, you know, losing it and becoming two faced. You've already got that. You showed up with the crazy eyes. So yeah. No, but Jensen uh, Ackles is a good actor. I, yeah. I would really like to see him get to do more stuff. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. He's been on TV for a decade and a half. He needs to do some movies now. Um, so the next one is the Roman, um, Mr. Falcone himself. Um, I'm going to go with Ron Perlman. Yeah. It's got the menace. You can really believe in him, like running a really dark, sinister organization. Um, his subordinates being scared of him. I could, I could totally see Ron Perlman. Yeah. Yeah, that works. All right. So we've actually got a pretty good cast going so far. I picked Jeffrey Dean Morgan for the Roman. I could see him being like the Godfather type of guy. Same thing, same reason you picked Ron Perlman. Yeah. That's not bad. I can see that. Yeah. Deep booming voice kind of guy. Be intimidating. You know, if we caught him a few years earlier, um, he could have been a pretty good uh, Harvey Dent, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Time Machine. We got Time Machine. We can do that still. All right. All right, Josh, who's your Roman? Roman, uh, you probably have to look this up. It's uh, F. Murray Abraham. First initial F. Murray Abraham. He was... uh, he played the uh, uncle in 13 Ghosts, if anybody remembers that movie. I do remember that movie. I'm uh, talking about, yeah. Cyrus, the guy that gave him the house. Yeah. That was yeah, a yeah. bad guy. Yeah, he's good. I think he's got the look, and uh, I think he's played in a couple mob movies before, so I think he would be familiar with that type of role. Yeah, no, I like that. It's good. I think me and Jamie won that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam, who's your Poison Ivy? This is what I didn't like the most. Uh, my, my worst pick here, I think. And I, I, I think you say your name is I S L A Fisher. Is Lil Fisher? That's not bad. Yeah, I think I think it's Isla, isn't it? Isla Fisher. Or Isla. Yeah, oh, that's pretty good. She's I never said her name. Yeah, I, I think she'd be really good. Ivy. She she can play crazy pretty well. I mean, seen wave yeah. crashes. She can bring the intensity when she needs to. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm saying, and I like yeah, it. Yeah, that's not, that's not bad. It's not my strongest one, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, you should, I mean, you're actually kind of embarrassed, though. That's not, you should, that's not need to be embarrassed. Yeah, that's good. You're way better than I'm doing this week. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a pretty strong cast. Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, for my Poison Ivy, uh, I was thinking Christina Hendricks. Thank you that I had a tie, and she was the other one. All right. Yeah. Um, so the other half of my tie was Jessica Chastain. And that's just pure. I mean, I mean, she looks the part. I mean, uh, yeah. but, but she's, it's the acting chops. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just think she's such a good actress. And I feel like, um, those, those scenes between her and Batman and then her and Catwoman, I just feel like she would really bring a lot to the table a- acting wise yeah. for those scenes. But if we're just going on, I mean, doing the, the look part and the, the sultry stuff. Yeah. Josh may have won that one. Um, so for our last one is the Riddler. Josh, who you got for the Riddler? And by the way, I'm going to go ahead and tell you I've won this one. So I think Josh, who's your Riddler? Uh, you're either really going to love this or I'm going to get ridiculed terribly. Uh, but Giovanni Ribisi. That's not bad. You're the man. The same one I got. I oh, mean, is we're it? Right. All right. Yeah. We're, we're right. We got the right answer. That's yeah. good. That's better than I thought you'd have. I think I saw no. that. <laughs> but, but we won. You just outvoted already. You're going to tell us to lose an answer, so let's hear it. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Sam Rockwell. See, I thought about him, too. He, he'd be really good at it, too. Yeah. 
Billy the Kid. Yeah, I like both those guys. It's hard to, but I think it's hard I, to root against Sam Rockwell. Like, I, yeah, like I, can't, I, I can't be mad about Giovanni Ribisi. He would be really he, good. I think he Sam might Rock- take it a little too far, though. <laughs> he, can, you know, he can dial it back when he needs to. I think. Uh. But I think for this 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 thriller, though, he was like nervous guy, kind of twitchy. I can see him stuttering. That big lady squishing his head. I, I just seen Giovanni's head and that lady's hands. I'm like, that is totally him. I can see him on purpose. Yeah, I like that we all shot at cast for a shorter, <laughs> maybe more diminutive stature type guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But I think Sam Rockwell, he brings, I don't know how he does it, but he can be the most likable bad guy. Like, sure. you really like him, <laughs> but you dislike him at the same time. Like, I don't know yeah. how he pulls it off. Like, he's a bad guy and you're rooting against him, but you still like him. It's mm. Dastardly, but charming. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a skill. Yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been doing an MCU rewatch, and I just got to Iron Man, Iron Man 2. 2. He's so good at Justin Bieber. <laughs> he really yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, when he, we need to bring him back when yeah. he comes dancing out on the stage at the expo yeah. and everybody <laughs> just falls flat nobody claps or anything he's, just, he's still he's still like it yeah. yeah it's good it's good stuff yeah they need to bring him back he needs to be like one of the villains in another movie soon i don't know or maybe on the tv show messing with like falcon winter soldier or something i, I don't know mm-hmm. trying to steal falcon's take or something i mean we just need we need sam rockwell as justin hammer back yeah like anyway uh, so our next pick is just we're, we're wrapping this thing up. The last six issues of the Long Halloween, um, and so uh, <laughs> are we going to recast the same six people again? Uh, nope, we got six <laughs> bad guys. Do. <laughs> nope, Catwoman's off the table, and I think Gordon's off the table now, right? I think we've maxed out on mm-hmm. them, and we hit the limit. Well, there's a lot of new characters. I mean, like I said, we're, there's been like a new villain every issue. So we, we could yeah. if we could have just done 13 villains and just cast the thing that way. But. Yeah. And Dent. I don't want to recast <laughs> Dent again either. <laughs> All right. So uh, join us next time as we review the last six issues of The Long Halloween. I think we're done here, fellas. I think yeah. so. See ya. Right. Goodbye, everybody. Good night. Later.